Hi there, this is Taylor checking in with some conservation news from the past couple weeks for Pelicanus and Intentional Ecology. Working in the environmental field is an experience of some very high highs and some low lows. As always, there are horrendous environmental stories that deserve our attention, action, and mobilization, but it is our opinion that you can find those headlines in many places. But there are also empowering and inspiring stories that demonstrate major conservation successes from around the globe, achieved by real people who have grouped together to create a better planet. We've been collecting these stories and messages every week for years, and I'm still surprised at how resilient and creative both nature and humans are when facing big challenges. Hi everyone got a handful of headlines for today's Pelicanus news. I've categorized them into drawdown and wildlife. These stories are truly incredible and also reminders to me that conservation can actually work. All right, in the first category, drawdown, our first headline here is out of Lawrence Berkeley National Laboratory. Getting to net zero and even net negative is surprisingly feasible and affordable. Reaching zero net emissions of carbon dioxide from energy and industry by 2050 can be accomplished by rebuilding U.S. energy infrastructure to run primarily on renewable energy at a net cost of about a dollar per person per day, according to new research published by the Department of Energy's Lawrence Berkeley National Laboratory, the University of San Francisco, and the consulting firm Evolved Energy Research. The researchers created a detailed model of the entire U.S. energy and industrial system to produce the first detailed peer-reviewed study of how to achieve carbon neutrality by 2050. According to the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, IPCC, the world must reach zero net CO2 emissions by mid-century in order to limit global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius and avoid the most dangerous impacts of climate change. The researchers developed multiple feasible technology pathways that differ widely in remaining fossil fuel use, land use, consumer adoption, nuclear energy, and bio-based fuels, but share a key set of strategies. By methodically increasing energy efficiency, switching to electric technologies, utilizing clean electricity, especially wind and solar, and deploying a small amount of carbon capture technology, the United States can reach zero emissions. The authors write in Carbon Neutral Pathways for the United States, published recently in the scientific journal AGU Advances. I love to see that. This last one in Drawdown is coming out of utilitydive.com. Car makers in U.S. to spend $250 billion on electrification by 2023 push for national standard. After years of resistance to phasing out gas-powered cars, the auto industry has signaled it will embrace President Biden's plan to achieve net-zero carbon transportation and accelerate the transition to electric vehicles. The Alliance for Automotive Innovation, representing GM, Ford, Honda, and others, has committed to working with the new administration on a national electrification program that would bring all automakers under a unified set of common requirements that could include rising percentages of electronic vehicle sales, electric vehicle sales. 
a patchwork of state transportation policies and goals certainly makes things more difficult, Dan Bowerson, AAI's Director of en- Environment and Energy, said at a winter policy summit hosted by the National Association of Regulatory Utility Commissioners. That's pretty amazing. That's a lot of money in only a couple of years. Next category, my favorite category, wildlife. This one is coming out of globalconstructionreview.com. Kind of a weird spot for us to be highlighting. But the reason why is because San Diego is piloting a sea life boosting alternative to conventional tidal defenses. This is super interesting. The Port of San Diego has begun installing a unique type of seawall to protect the edges of Harbor Island, a man-made peninsula in San Diego Bay, in the hope of restoring its marine ecosystem in a way conventional sea defenses do not. The Costa Lock system, developed by Israel-based company E-Concrete, comprises interlocking hollow units made of proprietary bio-enhancing concrete that provide habitat for oysters, starfish, algae, grasses, echinoderms, and other marine wildlife which can fail to thrive in the barren environments created by rubble or concrete modules, known as riprap. In a three-year pilot, the port will replace riprap with 72 of the 3.5-ton modules in two locations to see if it regenerates the local ecosystem by creating a series of rich interlocking tidal pools. E-Concrete said it is the first of several large-scale installations around the world of Coastal Lock, which was selected by Time Magazine as one of the 100 best inventions in 2019. E-Concrete was founded in 2012 by marine ecologists Dr. Shimrit Perkol Finkel and Dr. Ido Sella, I hope I'm pronouncing those right, to meet growing demand for ecological enhancement. They say coastal lock units interlock along eight planes, enabling life-enhancing structural variation. It's so incredible. Uh, the idea is that when installed, oysters, tube worms, and coralline algae move into the niches to build up a layer of calcium carbonate, adding weight and stability to the system while buffering hydrodynamic focus and chlorides. Rough surface textures facilitate the organism's ability to attach and form a community, while the concrete's admix promotes biocalcification and CO2-consuming photosyntheses. The admix is made of greater than 90% recycled and byproduct materials, which cuts its carbon footprint. Yes, please, more of that kind of innovation. Speaking of innovation, man, this is another huge one. This is coming out of the Associated Press via kbps.org. First clone of U.S. endangered species, a ferret, is announced. (laughs) Scientists have cloned the first United States endangered species, a black-footed ferret duplicated from the genes of an animal that died over 30 years ago. This is so huge. This has been something that has been talked about for decades now. The slinky predator named Elizabeth Ann is cute as a button. Elizabeth Ann was born and is being raised at a Fish and Wildlife Service black-footed ferret breeding facility in Fort Collins, Colorado. She's a genetic copy of a ferret named Willa who died in 1988 and whose remains were frozen in the early days of DNA technology. Cloning eventually could bring back, the, bring back extinct species such as the passenger pigeon, 
For now, though, the technique holds promise for helping endangered species, including a Mongolian wild horse that was cloned and last summer born at a Texas facility. Biotechnology and genomic data can really make a difference on the ground with conservation efforts, said Ben Novak, lead scientist with Revive and Restore, a biotechnology-focused conservation nonprofit that coordinated the ferret and horse clonings. Black-footed ferrets are a type of weasel, easily recognized by dark eye markings resembling a robber's mask. Charismatic and nocturnal, they feed exclusively on prairie dogs while living in the midst of the rodents' sometimes vast burrow colonies. This last article is coming out of theguardian.com, and as sad as this is that the event is occurring, The thing that is bringing me so much optimism here is how people are responding. People are rescuing thousands of cold, stunned sea turtles in Texas. Residents, some of whom lack heat or basic amenities in their own homes due to the unusually chilly weather, have been rescuing cold, stunned sea turtles and taking them to a convention center in a South Texas resort town. Every 15 minutes or less, there's another truck or SUV that pulls up, said Ed Kaum, executive director of the South Padre Island Convention and Visitors Bureau. He said, sometimes people bring one or two sea turtles, sometimes more. But we've had trailers full yesterday coming in that had 80, 150, he said. The South Padre Island Convention Center started pitching in when its neighbor, Sea Turtle Inc. could no longer handle the number of sea turtles being dropped off and their mostly outdoor operation had lost power. I love to see that. I love to see so many different people come together to to help different species. All right. I hope these stories bring some optimism and lightness to your month. And uh, I really look forward to sharing more in the future.